The date was June 4th, 1985. Jessica shivered, drawing her jacket tighter around her shoulders. Old Town Road was nothing but dust and low, howling wind. As far as she could see, the narrow track stretched onto a winding valley of sandy outcroppings and hidden dips. Drive had been stomach-wrenching, to say the least, especially with Amanda's inexperienced hand at the wheel. Jessica hadn't wanted to come out here in the first place, but Amanda had insisted. Jessica always found it difficult to disagree with her friend. The two were headed to a local drinking spot, a spot that Amanda had learned about through a few guys whom she met at a nearby park. Amanda had made the promise that the next time the guys planned to come, she would bring some friends. Out of all friends she asked, Jessica was the only willing participant, a girl who was very supportive of her friend, but rather an introvert who preferred to rent movies and pop a few bags of popcorn on a Saturday night at home. But instead, she was guilted into being there for her friend who would otherwise not go alone. I can't believe we're almost done with high school, Amanda was saying, shaking her long brown hair over her shoulder. She was wearing a dress and sandals, apparently impervious to the breeze blowing down the valley. Feels like only yesterday we were freshmen. Jessica quickly perked up her chin, trying not to let her teeth chatter. Yeah, no kidding, she said. Four years have really flown by. Amanda hummed in agreement, the wind carrying her voice through the bushes. Which college did you decide to attend again? It was tough, but I decided to go with UC Berkeley. Amanda groaned. Wow. Both you and Jake are going off to different colleges. What am I going to do? I'll be all alone at College of the Canyons. Jake was Amanda's boyfriend of three years. The two of them had been crowned king and queen at last week's prom. They had been one of the most popular couples at the school. People always found it weird that Amanda, the popular girl, would be so close to Jessica. The girl who never left the house. The girl who didn't even go to prom because she thought it was uncool. The two had been friends since the first grade and Jessica served as Amanda's number one person to vent to whenever she had problems at school or in relationships. And Amanda liked that because she knew Jessica didn't have many friends. She was secret safe for her. I don't know what to tell Jake, Amanda continued despairingly. We've been together for three years now, and I'm ready to take things more seriously, and I'm pretty sure he is too. But how can we do that if we're on opposite sides of the damn country? If Amanda was expecting Jessica to have an answer, she didn't. What does she know about relationships after all? She stayed quiet, but... Her friend didn't seem to notice. Too absorbed in her own pity. I want to make it work somehow, you know? I guess we'll figure it out. 
Long distance relationships take work. But I'm sure Jake would put in the effort too, right? Told me he loves me and pretty sure I love him too. Jessica nodded, crossing her arms over her chest as the wind picked up, blowing sand into her hair. Weirded out by the fact that Amanda is bringing up how much she loves Jake, but yet she is seeing a group of guys for drinks. Oh, I think we're almost here. See that barn over there? That's where the guys said they'd meet us. Do you even know these people? Jessica asked dubiously. They won't try anything with us, will they? Even from the side. Jessica could see her friend's eyes roll. Of course not. They'll just give us some drinks so we can have a good time. They seemed real chill when I met them at the park. Plus, we barely did anything at prom. So this is our last chance to have some fun. Yeah, fun. Jessica muttered squinting at the dilapidated structure in the distance. It didn't look like a fun place to hang out to her. As they drew closer to the barn, Jessica could hear the low, steady thump of music and the clink of bottles. She shivered again, but Amanda forged on ahead, oblivious. Five or so guys were sat around inside, chatting over beer and music. These weren't guys who just graduated from high school. It looked a lot older than Jessica had expected. Amanda strutted in without a care, grabbing one of the drinks and flashing the guys one of her sparkling grins. Meanwhile, Jessica hung back in the shadows, feeling uncomfortable around so many strangers who obviously looked way past the age of high schoolers. Hey Jess, you want a drink? Amanda called. Jessica shook her head, noticing that most of the guys were trading smirks. She didn't like this. It felt like something bad was going to happen if they stayed there. Amanda didn't share her same concerns. She'd already downed half a bottle of beer, shaking her hips to the low beat thudding from the speaker. Amanda... Jessica said quietly. Are you sure this is a good idea? (laughs) Lighten up. Her friend giggled. We shouldn't be here. She said, louder this time. Y'all want some shots? Asked one of the guys. Without hesitation, Amanda accepted the offer and downed the shot without even waiting for Jessica to answer. Jessica just sat there uncomfortable, stuck, and seemingly await to her friend who wanted to live her best life without any thoughts of consequences from her actions. All the guys were heavily interested in getting to know more about Amanda, while Jessica sat there in the darkest corner. It was all a good time until Amanda tripped over a rock, and her wallet flew out of her pocket. Made most apparent by the beaming light, Her wallet flashing her high school ID was in full view. One of the guys raised a brow. Wait, how old are you? Before Amanda could blurt out a blatant lie, Jessica, already ready to go, yelled out, She is only 17! 
Shit, you're underage. Amanda glared over her shoulder at Jessica. She sunk back into the shadows. Let's get the hell out of here before we get in trouble. One of the boys said, grabbing their speaker and shoving past Amanda. Hey, wait, you won't get in trouble. I'll be 18 in a few days. She called after them, but they were already gone, disappearing into the gloom. Way to go, party pooper, Amanda muttered, taking another drink of her beer. I can't believe you just did that. Why do you always have to spoil my fun, huh? We shouldn't be out here, Amanda, Jessica said again. We don't know who's hanging around out here. And besides, those guys are way too old for us to be hanging out with. You out of your mind? We should go before it gets too dark. Amanda shook her head, giving her friend a narrow look. Look, bitch, I came here to drink, so I'm going to get one. She cracked open another bottle left behind by the guys and gulped it. Don't drink too much, Jessica warned. You're driving us home, remember? She waved her off. Oh, please, what's a bottle or two gonna do? I feel fine. Amanda, come on. You're not used to drinking. You should slow down. But her friend ignored her. And Jessica felt a sense of hopelessness crash over her. The sky was darkening behind them. And the wind gusted down the valley making Jessica's skin break out in goosebumps. This sucks, Amanda sighed. You scared off all of our company. It's no fun with just us two. Let's just go home. Amanda was already starting to slow at her speech, her legs looking a bit more uneasy by the second. Jessica halted her willingness to shake the spot so sudden. Maybe we should wait a bit so the liquor can die down a bit. Oh, give me a break, Amanda said harshly. First you want to leave, now you don't. Make up your damn mind. She rubbed her face, sighing. Sorry, I don't mean to be harsh. Let's just get out of here, okay? I'm fine, I didn't drink that much. Jessica nodded hesitantly. and The two of them started back down the road towards the car. The red Pontiac had been a graduation present from Amanda's parents. This was only the fourth or fifth time she had driven it on her own. She seemed to have been fine on the way, but now that it was much darker and Amanda had alcohol in her system, Jessica was far more apprehensive about the drive. Amanda must have seen the worry gnawing at Jessica because she rolled her eyes as she dug out her car keys. I'm telling you, I feel fine. You worry too much. Jessica said nothing as she climbed into the seat beside Amanda. Nor did she say anything when Amanda struggled to get the car started, fumbling with the keys and forgetting to release the brake. Then the car was moving, and Jessica clutched tightly into her seatbelt as the road loomed ahead of them like a dark snake. There was no artificial light out there. The sky was obscured by heavy black clouds hiding the moon's natural glow. As they headed down the twisting valleys, Jessica's stomach lurched. She'd forgotten how curvy 
The roads were out here. Lots of sudden turns and invisible dips that she couldn't see till it was too late. Amanda swerved and jerked the wheel, her movements almost frantic. Jessica swallowed. Are you, are you sure you okay? She asked, her voice wobbling as they went around another tight corner, clipping the bank on the side. I'm fine. Amanda snapped back, but Jessica didn't fail to notice the slight slur to her voice or the way her eyes moved in and out of focus, her hands slipping against the wheel. No, you're not, Jessica said. Maybe we should pull over. The liquor is probably just kicking in. It's not safe to drive like this. Pull over now, Amanda. Amanda ignored her. Ahead, there was nothing but darkness and howling winds. Jessica felt sick. She should have never agreed to come out here. Amanda, please! Jessica's voice cut off sharply as she saw Amanda's hand slip completely off the wheel. Her friend slumped forward, and the car lurched straight off the road into a sandy outcrop on their left. The car collided with something in the dark, and then everything was upside down and freefall. Jessica's body was thrown against the dashboard, something in her arm jolting with a sharp crack, and then everything went dark. When Jessica woke up, things seemed too bright. It took a while to orientate herself, and things slowly began to seep into clarity. Her mother was beside her, leaning over her with tears in her eyes. Mom? Jessica whispered, her voice hoarse and low. What, what happened? Where am I? You're in the hospital, honey. Her mother's voice seemed distorted like somehow it was far away. There was an accident. Accident? Her mom lowered her eyes sadly and Stray tears slipped down her cheek. Yes, you were in a car accident with Amanda, and you broke your arm. Amanda? Jessica gasped, trying to sit up. Her mom pushed her back down gently. Is she okay? She saw her mom's lips tighten, and she looked away. Amanda didn't make it, honey. What? No, 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 that can't be true. Sorry, Jessica. She, she was already gone when the paramedics arrived on the scene. Jessica didn't know what to say. Her best friend was dead. It didn't seem fair. Why hadn't they both survived? Why had only she been the lucky one? I'm so sorry, honey, her mom said. But Jessica hardly heard her. If only Amanda had listened to her and waited before driving. If only. The guilt of that night ate at Jessica. Survivor's guilt was something she never thought she would have to cope with. The town was utterly eventless, so... When such a story got spread around, local news picked it up really quick. Jessica had to relive the tale as she was the only person who could recount the events leading up to Amanda's death. 
Amanda's parents didn't take the news well, blaming Jessica for even allowing Amanda to drive after drinking. As for Amanda's boyfriend, Jake, he was antisocial as soon as he heard the news. Rumors had it that he hadn't left the house for weeks after hearing about Amanda's passing. Apparently, he felt just as guilty as Jessica because he felt that if the two had hung out, she would have never been in the situation in the first place. Amanda's parents, who prematurely gave Amanda her graduation present, felt that it was also partially their fault as well. Because had they not given her the car in the first place, she would have never been in the position to drink and drive. An exciting time of graduating high school and going off to college was overshadowed by this whole ordeal. So much so, Jessica didn't even show up to her own graduation or grad night because as soon as she saw other students, all they ever did was bring up that night. A few months later, Jessica went off to college and being away from home provided some reprieve from the haunting memories of that night. But as the holidays rolled around, the haunting memories of that night began to resurface. Before we continue on with the rest of the story, do you like mysteries? Do you like to crack cases from the comfort of your own home? Well, if you do, I recommend you join 30 million other fans across the globe and awaken your inner detective with June's Journey, a hidden object murder mystery game where you play as June Parker, an amateur detective who investigates the mysterious death of his sister. This game is free to download on your phone or tablet. And in the game, you can search for hidden objects and collect clues to solve the mystery at hand. And believe me, I can't put this game down. You all know I love great mysteries, and with this game, I have already made it to chapter 6. And since I know you all love when I bring up stories involving mysteries, I am sure you all will love it too. The fun never ends with the game, especially since there are thousands of intricate scenes and new chapters every week. Download June's Journey for free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. On the third day of being back home, Amanda decided to visit the site where the accident had occurred to pay her respects. She knew that there was no point of running away from the memory of that night. It would be ingrained in her mind forever. She hoped that visiting the site might give her some semblance of peace so that she might leave her guilt behind, buried in the sand where it couldn't hurt her anymore. She took her parents' car and drove out to Old Town Road where the accident had happened. Just like before, it was quiet out there, even during the day. As she drove through the twisting valleys creeping sense of dread began to mount. She should have known better that night not to let Amanda drive. Since then, she'd gotten her license too, 
but she couldn't help but wonder if Amanda would still be alive if she learned to drive sooner. She stayed in the area for about an hour, laying down the flowers she brought against a marker that held Amanda's memory and trying to remember the fun times they had together in high school. It was already getting dark by the time Jessica set back off home, but since the accident, new lights had been installed by the road, lighting away through the darkness. Her parents were waiting for her when she pulled up into the driveway and told her that they decided to go and get pizza out at a local joint. Jessica figured that they were just trying to cheer her up, so she agreed and shuffled into the back seat to let her dad drive. By the time they finished eating and talking, it was well past midnight. The roads were mostly deserted and Jessica's eyes were getting heavy. She felt exhausted but refused to let herself fall asleep in the car. Since the accident, she never felt quite as safe inside moving vehicles. She liked to be aware and alert at all times even if she was just a passenger. She busied herself looking out the window at the neon shop signs and traffic lights that blurred past. As the car pulled up to a junction, Jessica bolted upright in her seat, her blood going cold. On the corner of the street, a boy was staring at her. He was dressed smartly in a black suit and dress pants, with an orange tie, but his face was missing. There was nothing but blood and bone, glinting beneath a street lamp in a coagulation of shadow and light. Jessica screamed, just as her parents turned in the opposite direction from the boy. What's wrong? Her mom said, twisting sharply in her seat to see her daughter. Jessica was still staring out the window in shock. When she turned to her mother, she started to cry. Did you see him? She sobbed, covering her face with her hands. Some boy, what happened to his face? Her dad pulled the car up against the pavement and cut the engine, and her mom reached back to hold her hands. What boy, sweetie? What are you talking about? She glanced out the window, but the street was dark and empty. There was nobody out there. There was a boy in a suit, and he had an orange tie on, Jessica said, her voice strangled. But his face was all ruined. There was nothing there. Her parents exchanged a worried glance. Her mom moved to the back to comfort her daughter. There's nobody out there, honey. Maybe you saw something else she said soothingly. It's okay, honey. Let's get back home. You know, the roads around here are notable for seeing strange things. It'd be all the lights creating illusions, you know? Her dad said uncertainly. I'm sure whatever you saw was probably wasn't what you thought. Jessica nodded, sniffing, but she was sure of what she'd seen. A boy in a suit with an orange tie with no face. Jessica went to bed as soon as they got home and didn't wake up until the sun peeked over the rooftops. When she got up, 
and padded downstairs. Her mom was on the phone. Oh, God. Her mom said as Jessica walked past, making her pause. Her face was crumpled into a picture of horror, and Jessica felt her chest squeeze. What was wrong? Who was she speaking to? She waited until her mom was off the phone, realizing that her eyes were glazed with tears. Then, without a word, she pulled her daughter into a tight hug. What's going on? Who was that? Jessica asked when she pulled away. That was Jake's parents. Jessica froze. Jake? As in Amanda's old boyfriend, Jake? Is everything okay? Her mom shook her head, brushed tears springing into her eyes. No, he passed away. What? Jessica said. How? Apparently, he got into a car crash a couple of days ago. From drunk driving. The same way Amanda passed away. On the same exact road. I can't believe this. Jessica didn't know what to say. She'd never been very close to Jake other than knowing him through Amanda. But the news was still devastating. No one knew what the hell happened to Jake since he went missing. Rumors had it that he didn't even go off to college since he was so depressed and heartbroken. But for the same thing to happen to Jake on the same road was beyond Jessica. It was a few months later that Jessica heard that Amanda and Jake's parents had started giving talks at schools about the dangers of drunk driving. As she was driving through Old Town Road once again to pay her respects to Amanda and Jake, she saw a billboard that had been put on the corner of the street where Jake's accident had happened, right on Old Town Road. When she saw the billboard, her heart almost stopped. She quickly pulled up at the side of the road and stared at the picture. It was of Amanda and Jake at prom. They were both smiling, but the mere image of them was not what made Jessica pause. It was what Jake was wearing. He was wearing the same clothes she had seen that boy wearing on the side of the road. The black suit, the orange tie, the one with the ruined face. And then it dawned on her that the boy she had seen on this same road had been Jake. She sat in her car, unsure of what to feel. She had seen Jake's ghost. That was the only explanation for it. The night they'd been driving through town must have not happened too long after Jake's accident. Her mom had said that his parents had delayed telling people the news after all. Not too long after all of these events, Jessica's parents decided to get away from the city that troubled their daughter so much. And they moved to another town a few hours away. Ten years had passed since the accident that robbed Amanda of her life, and Jessica once again found herself back in town. It was her ten-year high school reunion, 
and some of her old classmates convinced her to come along. As much as she dreaded going back, she agreed. It was everyone's agreement that Amanda and Jake's passing would not be a topic of conversation brought up during that night out of respect for Jessica, whom everyone understood was made uneasy by the memory. The reunion was short but sweet, and Jessica managed to rekindle with an old friend she hadn't seen in years. The next day after the reunion, he invited Jessica out on a date. He picked Jessica up in his car, and they went to the movies to watch the latest horror blockbuster. Jessica found herself struggling to enjoy the movie, and she was relieved when the end credits finally rolled. Her date seemed to like it, though, so she forced herself to smile and talk about it with feigned enthusiasm as they made their way back to their car. On the way home, Jessica struggled to stay awake. As stated earlier, she didn't like falling asleep in cars, especially with guys she didn't really know that well. Out of a sudden sense of panic, she told her date to avoid going through Old Town Road. As the town had built up in recent years, the road had become more popular as a shortcut for heading out of town. She was worried that her date might take it too. After her experiences there, she vowed that she would never go there again, especially in a car, especially after seeing an apparition that she theorizes could have very well been Jake. Her date agreed without asking too many questions and Jessica eventually found herself dozing off into a restless sleep, unknowingly. Didn't seem like long had passed before she was jolted awake again. The car must have hit a pothole because she was thrown forward in her seat, startled out of her dreams. Her day cursed softly as the car juddered, and Jessica looked around in horror. Even though her vision was still blurry with sleep, she recognized where they were. Old Town Road. The road she had explicitly told her date not to take. What are we doing here? She cried, twisting around in her seat. The valleys loomed on either side like menacing shadows, making her heart sink. Her date scoffed at her. You wanted me to drive an extra 30 minutes just to go all the way around? Plus, it's already getting late, he said. What's wrong with this road anyway, other than the damn potholes? The car was slowing, Jessica realized, and the movements were growing jerky. Damn it, I think I have a flat. No, Jessica whispered. No, we need to get off this road. Her date looked at her like she was raving. Look, I need to stop and change the tire. I'll be quick, I promise. He pulled the car up against the side of the road and climbed out, leaving Jessica all alone with her thudding heart. She undid her belt and twisted round in her seat, watching her asshole date through the window and silently begging him to hurry. 
She didn't want to stay out here any longer than was necessary. They weren't alone out there. It was a strange, startling realization. Jessica could feel it on the back of her neck like a cold breeze. Feeling of being watched from somewhere in the darkness. The wind gusted down the road, making the car rock slightly. Ahead, the road disappeared into the darkness, twisting around like a serpent. She tapped on the window to get her date's attention, but he was too busy trying to change the tire. Instead, she opened the passenger door and climbed out. It was colder than she was expecting, and goosebumps immediately rose to the surface of her arms and legs. Are you almost done? She asked. Just give me a chance, would you? He muttered, his head bent away from her. She shuffled her feet, glancing around again. She wasn't sure what she was expecting to see, but as the paranoia of being watched grew stronger, she began to feel nauseous. Please, hurry. I don't feel good. Clicked his tongue impatiently, but said nothing. Jessica swallowed, turning to glance behind them, and froze. There was a figure approaching them through the darkness, at first a pale smudge before getting closer. Oh God, she whispered as the figure broke into a sprint, heading directly towards them. Then another appeared, coming out of the valleys on their left. As the two figures drew closer, Jessica saw the state they were in. The girl was in an orange dress that was completely covered in blood. Her hair stuck out wildly from her head, matted with dried blood and dirt. And her face was completely torn up. Her eyes were white, almost translucent, and half her skull was visible where the skin had been ripped from her face, bone glinting in the darkness. Jessica recognized a boy from that very night about nine years ago, his orange tie flying in the air, even more dilapidated as his jawbone was exposed as he grinned at them through the dark. They were both running, drawing closer by the minute. Jessica finally let out a cry and begged her date to hurry the fuck up. She knew these were the ghosts of Amanda and Jake. Hey, hurry up, let's go, they're coming. We have to go, she cried. Pow, 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 pow. The loud steps of the ghost, who were quickly approaching, had blared closer and closer. Pow, 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 pow. Breaking out at her words, her date finally finished replacing the tire. The two of them jumped into the front seats. Jessica was shaking visibly, tears streaming down her face as her date put the car back into gear and started moving. Jessica twisted around in her seat, glancing through the back window to see if they were still being chased. But the road was empty. The two figures had gone, vanished into the darkness, as though they had never been there in the first place. But Jessica knew what she had seen. It was just like the night she'd seen Jake's ghost on the side of the road gruesome visage of tragedy that had happened 
Did you see them? Oh, God. Her date glanced up in the mirror and then shot her a glare. There's nobody there. What the hell are you even on about? People running at us. You didn't see that? She said. Her date, who began to look freaked out, said nothing, driving her home in silence. Wooly believing that there was something wrong with Jessica, since he didn't see any sort of figure running towards them. You need help, he muttered before driving off, leaving her standing on the side of the road. But no matter what he thought, Jessica knew what she'd seen that night and the times before. The victims of Old Town Road, the road that has since claimed many lives, the road that claimed Amanda and Jake, her high school friends who now roamed the road at midnight, still looking to warn others not to drink and drive and to not stick around the curvy, windy roads of Old Town Road at nighttime for too long. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.